It's an, it's an amazing thing how God begins to move and work in our life. And the passage of Scripture that we're going to read from here today, God manifest in the flesh, Jesus Christ. Amen. Actually made an in-person appearance to these people. Now, it would be an amazing thing if God could walk through the doors, and he, he has already, but if we would see a form. And so we walk by faith and not by sight. Sometimes we always have to, it seems like in the world we live in, we have to put our focus on the tangible and the things that we can touch and see. And But today, if you could just reach out in the Spirit, if I could help you, if I could help you shift a gear here today and say, okay, God, everything that I deal with in life is what I see, what I hear, what I touch. But today, God, I've got to transform into the Spirit, and I need to touch you today. Amen. God wants to touch you. Will you reach out and touch the Lord as he passes by today? Praise God. Why don't we just lift our hands to the Lord today and say, God, I need you to touch me today, God. And God, I want to reach out and touch you, Lord, as you walk down the aisles of this church. God, as you sit in the pew next to me, God. God, I hear your voice, oh Lord. I feel your spirit. Hallelujah, hallelujah, in the name of Jesus. Praise God. Amen. Luke chapter 7, verse 36. Amen. Again, I'm just thrilled, amen, that you're here today. Praise God. Amen. Luke chapter 7, verse 36. And one of the Pharisees desired him that he would eat with him. And he went into the Pharisee's house and sat down to meet. And behold, a woman in the city which was a sinner, when she knew that Jesus sat at meat in the Pharisee's house, brought an alabaster box of ointment and stood at his feet behind him weeping and began to wash his feet with tears and did wipe them with the hairs of her head and kissed his feet and anointed them with ointment. Now when the Pharisees which had bidden him saw it, he spake within himself, saying, This man, if he were a prophet, would have known who and what manner of woman this is that toucheth him, for she is a sinner. And Jesus answering said unto him, Simon, I have somewhat to say unto thee. And he saith, Master, say on. He said, there was a certain creditor which had two debtors. One owed 500 pence and the other 50. And when they had nothing to pay, he frankly forgave them both. Tell me, therefore, which of them will love him the most? And Simon answered and said, I suppose that he to whom he forgave most. And he said unto him, thou hast rightly judged. And so today, I want to preach for a little while about a simple subject, 
And by the help of the Holy Ghost, I'll preach for a little while. And then I believe God is going to speak to your heart and, and deal with you on a personal basis. Amen. When I'm finished, you can come to this altar. You can cry out to God. And God will transform your life, fill you with the Holy Ghost. But I want to I want to preach on just for a little while, what will you do with your life? What will you do with your life? Let's ask God to help us right now in the name of Jesus. God, ask your Lord to speak to me through me. God, to speak to your people that stand before you here today. God, we thank you, Lord God, that your word is given to us. God, help us, oh God. God, to hear your voice today, God. God, help us to obey your spirit, hearken unto your voice. In the name of Jesus, help us to hear you, Lord God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, in the name of Jesus. Oh, we love you, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I praise you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Amen. You can be seated today. Amen. I wanted to start out with a statement that uh, many of us have heard uh, many times that opportunity passes sometimes just uh, by your way just once. And uh, I know that it's not that way every time and that in life we have many opportunities uh, to get things together, and, 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 and as hard as it seems sometimes to get those things together, many times myself, I have felt like failure over and over, but I can tell you this with the help of God and with the help of the Holy Ghost, amen, God has helped me many times, amen, in this life to fulfill his will. Amen. The will of God in your life is more important than any other thing that you could possibly do. Amen. Because the will of God, amen, will take you to where nothing else, amen, can take you to. No amount of money, no amount of, of, of what this life could offer you. Uh, but today I want to present to you the word of God. I want to preach to you for a little while about uh, things in the word of God that talks about uh, our life, and, and we know that life is short, life seems uh, uh, frail sometimes, but I want to direct your attention to the book of Daniel, amen, and we find in the book of Daniel we see uh, some young men who had been taken into captivity by the Babylonian army, and they had became uh, slaves to the king, and uh, not to go into full detail uh, but they had determined that the way that they had been raised, that they would not deviate from uh, the teachings of the Word of God. And these were Jewish young men. They were uh, taught the ways of the Word of God, of Jehovah God. And the Bible tells us that when they appeared before uh, the prince of the eunuchs, that there was no blemish found in them that they were well favored, they were skillful in all knowledge, they understood science, and they had the ability to stand before kings. And uh, they, they had decisions to make. They had uh, 
uh, edicts, if you please, coming down from the king uh, Belshazzar, amen, and Nebuchadnezzar. They said that you will do these things to stand before the king, and they made up in their mind that they were going to stand strong and stand firm in what they believed and what they had been taught and that it had become part of their life. Amen. I'm going to tell you today that in living for God, there's going to be some things that are placed into your spirit and placed into your mind and into your heart that will become a core part of you. Amen. That will never be lost. That you can never lose. You've got to say, okay, today is the day of salvation. Amen. Now is the accepted time that I am going to hear the voice of God. Allow God to work in my life, allow God to establish me upon a sure foundation. Oh, hallelujah. I thank God today for that foundation of truth, that foundation of worship, amen, that foundation, amen, that I've given myself to God 100%. Amen. uh, Their captivity, amen, they would try to change their Uh, identity. Uh, They began to strip them of their identity of who they were. Uh, They gave them different clothes to wear. Amen. They may have shaved their head. When you go in the military, the first thing they do to you is shave your head if you're a young man. Amen. And what they're doing is they're taking away your identity so that they can build in you an identity. Uh, And we find the word of God, it says that they had actually taken their names uh, and changed their names. They they took Daniel, whose name meant a judge of God, uh, and changed his name to Belshazzar, uh, which means Baal is God. They took Hananiah, his name meant God is favored, uh, and they changed it to Meshach. Uh, Amen. They took Mishael, uh, whose his name meant Jehovah is God. I don't know about you, but I'm glad that Jesus Christ is God today. Amen. That his name changed from Jehovah in the Old Testament to Jesus Christ in the New Testament. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. Azariah, but they tried to change their identity. They tried to make them forget who they were and where they had came from. And I preach to you today, we can never forget, amen, where God has brought us from and where God has brought us to and what God is doing in our life. I refuse to stop. I refuse to give up. Come on, somebody. Amen. You've got to get a hold of this. Amen. You've got to get this in your spirit. Let God fill you with the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. And we find that Daniel purposed in his heart. He purposed in his heart. He said, okay, I can take this life that I have. Amen. And I can become a chameleon. 
and I can change colors and blend in and become a Babylonian. Amen. Someone that doesn't worship the one true God or I can stand up for truth and righteousness. I'm preaching to everybody here today. Don't blend in. Amen. Don't try to fit in with everything else. Stand up for God. Stand up for truth. Stand up for righteousness in your walk with God. Oh, hallelujah. But he purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself. And don't worry, I'm, I'm going to, if I haven't got you yet, amen, the word of God will get you before you get out of this service today. Amen. The word of God has a way. God does not allow us just to, uh, there comes a time in life where God says, okay, I'm going to step into your life uh, and begin to work. Uh, I'm going to come to you and begin to deal with you and to talk to you. And we've got to seize the moment. Hey man, we've got to say, wait a minute. This is a seminal moment of my life. This is a time of life that I cannot allow it to slip away. Oh, I'm preaching to you today. Hey man, you cannot allow. Hey man, when God begins to work in your life, you can't allow it just to slip away and say, I'll wait for another time. I'll wait for another day. You gotta say, no, today is the day. Now is the time. Amen. God is speaking to me in my life. Come on, I'm preaching to you. Amen. That you've got to say, Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. His truth endureth to all generations. The purpose that's in our Spirits, I believe God has placed there. If, if it's not from the things of God, then I also feel, according to the scripture, that all things work together for good. There's things in life, uh, amen, that every one of us will deal with. Uh, and, and, and if you haven't, you will. Uh, there'll be something that you have to uh, say, okay, this is bigger than me, but I know a God that can help me with it. Hey, man, I know that God will bring me through it. Hey, man, I know I may not get over it, but God will bring me through it. Come on, I'm preaching to somebody here today. It doesn't matter what's going on in life. God says, come on. It may not ever be perfect, but I'm going to help you get through it. It may not ever be exactly the way it needs to be, but I'm going to help you. Hey, man, serve me and get through those things that you're dealing with in life. Exodus 12 and 1. We find... A first, a first mention. Uh, the Passover. The Passover is something that was instituted by God. God told the children of Israel, He said, I'm going to pass through the land of Egypt. And when I pass over, if you don't have the blood applied to your life, then at that point, every firstborn male 
in that household will die. Hear, hear your pastor today. This is important. Amen. That you hear what I'm preaching because there, and, and you, you've got to understand my title today of what will you do with your life. That, that that word life is something that is, uh, amen, precious. Uh, amen, that it's something that is valued. Uh, amen, that it has great value. God places great value on life. That's why we take care of life. Uh, amen, that when life is created and formed, we don't snuff it out, but we say, okay, God, uh, this life, thank God that I'm here today. Uh, thank God that you're here today. Uh, thank God that your mom, uh, amen, didn't say, no, I I don't have time for that. Amen. And I'm not going to do that. But thank God your mother said, you know what? I see something that is good in this child. Oh, hallelujah. I said, I thank God that God saw good in you. I was reading in my Bible, my daily Bible reading this morning, and it talked about Moses' mother. How that the king of Egypt had said, we're going to kill every male child. And when he was born, his mother saw the, 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 uh, the, the, the uh, I can't remember the name of the, the ladies that help him have babies. The, not the nurse, but the midwife, excuse me. Hey, Amen. You can tell I've had uh, several children. Praise God. Not really. Amen. But the midwives, they said, no way, we're not going to kill those, we're not going to kill those baby boys. Hey, man, we're going to save them baby boys. Yeah. We're not going to kill them. And the Bible says Moses' mother saw that he was a goodly child. Well, just to be honest with you, I've never seen a bad child. I've seen a few of them that needed to... Rear end whooped a little bit. A little contrary to the common belief of the day. But it doesn't mean that they're a bad child. It just simply means they need a little instruction. Praise God. Well, that's a little rabbit trail and free. I won't charge you for that one. But his mom said, man, that's a goodly little boy right there. The Bible says she hit him for three months. Moses, you can't even talk yet. You can't even formulate thoughts other than, I'm hungry, I'm dirty, and where's my mom? But what will you do with your life? The life of that child was actually part of the life of that mother. God gave the life to that child. The mother was the incubator, was the life-giving attachment to that child for it to be nourished in the womb. And so when my children were born, they're half me. And they're half my wife. And that mother saw that that was a goodly child. That that's part of me. That's who, that's, that's, that's 50% me laying there. I'm not going to let my child die. You know what? And so that little boy, his mother was saying, you know what, son? 
hey man, I don't have all the answers for today. I don't know how God's going to do it, but God's going to save your life. I want to tell each person here today, hey man, maybe you have the Holy Ghost. You don't have the Holy Ghost yet, but God's saying, you know something? Hey man, I've got some plans for your life. I know the plans that I have for you, declareth the Lord. Hey man, God has some things in store for you that you haven't seen yet. Hey man, but God says, you know what? Hey man, I see somebody that has a willing heart, that has a desire for God. Hey man, and they can work for me. They can do the will of God in their life. Hey man, what will you do with your life? Hey man, and sometimes, and sometimes, the seriousness of this message here begins now. Sometimes life has a way of bringing people into captivity. Sometimes things out of their control. Sometimes the things that were out of their control causes them to go to a part of life. We need the Holy Ghost to move right now. Can somebody help me pray right now? I feel like God is reaching for somebody right now. Come on, let's all pray right now. Say, God, I need you right now, God, and I want to hear your word. Oh, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Oh, God, you see the condition of every heart and soul here today, God. I'm asking you, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, to do a work here right now. In the name of Jesus. But sometimes life has a way of taking us down the wrong path. And it doesn't necessarily mean that's what we normally would have done with our life. But we see people every day who become homeless, who become sometimes the parts of society that are shameful. And right now I've got my eyes closed. If we could all just close our eyes because I feel like the Holy Ghost is reaching down here right now, the parts of society that sometimes people look down on. And and we find that this part of life, this part of life that we're talking about right now would not necessarily be a choice a choice of life that people would choose, but they become entangled with the web of sin and a web that they would no longer desire to be part of, but they don't know how to get out of it. Well, can I preach to you today that there is a man by the name of Jesus Christ. There is a God, a man who is saying right now, hey man, I've heard your prayer. Hey man, I've heard you calling out to me, calling upon my name, and I'm here today, hey man, to get you out of that problem, out of that situation. Hey man, there's people that sit on these pews here today, hey man, that God has rescued them. He saved me. Hey man, when I was that one lost sheep, hey man, out on that mountainside, hey man, God said, where are they at? Hey man, oh, I'm, I'm coming to you today. God's heard your prayer. God's heard your call. And God's saying, I'm here today to help you, to save you, to bring you out of that world that
that you've been living in. Oh, let's love the Lord right now. Oh, God, we need your help, Lord. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. We find, we find in Luke chapter 8, we find in verse 1, and it says, It came to pass afterward that he went throughout every city and village preaching and showing the glad tidings of the kingdom. And the twelve were with him. And certain women which had been healed of evil spirits and infirmities called Mary called Magdalene, out of whom went seven devils. Joanna, the wife of Chesa, Herod's steward, and Susanna, and many others which ministered unto him of their substance. And you say, why is this passage of Scripture in the Word of God, Pastor Character? Because in our opening text, we find that this woman, Mary Magdalene, you say, well, it doesn't say her name specifically, but it mentions her later in the Scripture Amen, that she washed Jesus' feet. Amen, and she came to him. Amen, she had been delivered from a life of ill repute, a life that, amen, it may have been popular in her day. Can I tell you something about the day that she lived in? The day that she lived in, amen, is no different from the day that we live in other than maybe the technology that we have because sin is sin and flesh is flesh. The same problems that you deal with, I can tell you without a doubt, those problems, were dealt with then and Jesus Christ he didn't say I've come to save everybody that has it together he didn't say I've come to save everybody that has money he didn't say I've come to save everybody that's perfect he said I've came to seek and to save that which was lost amen can I tell you today amen that maybe on the outside everything's just right amen maybe on the outside you got it all together but inside, amen, you're lost and you know you're lost. And Jesus is saying, I've come to save you. I've come to help you. Oh, I'm reaching for you today here. I'm reaching for you today. That Passover that I alluded to with Moses in Egypt. God said to him, he said, this is going to be unto you the beginning of months. And it shall be the first month of the year to you. Simply what he was telling these people, his people that were getting ready to be delivered out of their bondage and out of their problem. He was telling them, it's going to be a brand new time of your life. A brand new time of your life. 
He said the Passover is going to be a disaster for some and heartache for some. But he said for you it's going to be a brand new life. How many is with me right now? A brand new life. And we find Jesus. He was naming the writer Luke actually was naming these probably young women. Maybe they were middle-aged. But the Bible says that one was delivered from seven devils. And certain women which had been healed of evil spirits and infirmities. And so we find that life was passing them by. And they realized this is the opportunity for my life to be changed. For my life to be transformed. And Jesus Christ was working in their life. This next passage of scripture that I preach about right now, I will be ending with this. But Jesus, right after these, this description of these young women, older women, whoever they were, he began to talk to them and preach to them. And he said, a sower went out to sow his seed. And as he sowed, some fell by the wayside, and it was trodden down. And the fowls of the air devoured it. Some fell upon a rock, and as soon as it was sprung up, it withered away because it lacked moisture. Some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprang up with it and choked it. And verse 8, notice, and other fell on good ground and sprang up and bare fruit an hundredfold. And then Jesus said, he that hath ears to hear, let him hear. What was the, what was the determining factor of these women that Jesus was preaching about. I don't feel like this was just a parable of the sower when right before these verses that we read, there's the description of what God delivered them from. So what was the determining factor? It was that the seed fell on good ground. What is the good ground? The good ground is the heart. The good ground is a life that says, okay, God, I've tried a lot of things in this lifetime, but now, hey, man, I feel the seed of the Word of God falling into my spirit and coming into that ground of my heart, and I want it to be good ground. And what does it take for ground to be good ground? Uh, hey Amen. Whenever you plant something, you take it uh, and you break it up. Uh, hey Amen. You got to prepare. 
prepare it for taking that seed so that it can produce fruit. Can I tell you today that in living for God, you've got to have a broken and a contrite spirit and say, okay, God, hey, man, while I'm worshiping you, hey, man, and while I'm praising you, there's got to be some brokenness inside of me, God, because, hey, man, you're wanting to cause some things to happen in my life, hey, man, that I can't do with just the same attitude and the same way of thinking, God, but I've got to have some brokenness. God, I've got to have some heart rending. I've got to have some things in my life, God, that are exposed to you, God, so that you can deliver me. I'm reaching for you today, and I'm asking you, what will you do with your life? What will you do with your life? You say, Pastor, I don't have everything together. God doesn't require you to have everything together. God requires us to cry out to him and to call upon his name, to repent of our sins. God, I'm sorry for my sins. God, forgive me. God, I need that change in my life. Can I tell you today that in living for God, God's going to change your life. You're not going to be the same person you used to be. You're not going to be the same person. You say, oh, pastor, if you only knew what my life was really like, you know what? Amen. God already knows and he's brought you to this place because he wants to help you. God wants to help you today. Can we all just close our eyes right now? The Holy Ghost is moving right now. I want to ask you today, your life is ahead of you. What will you do with your life? Where will you allow life to take you or will you allow God to direct your steps? I just don't want to go with the flow. I just don't want to float down the river of life. I'm talking about this life that we're living, moving, breathing. But God, what would you direct me to do? What would you have me to do? Philip asked the eunuch out in the desert. He said, do you understand what you're reading about the word of God? And he said, how can I except some man show me? And he began to preach unto him Jesus. That's who I've been preaching to you about today is Jesus Christ. Is that Jesus Christ is the one that can save your soul. He's the one that can change your life. He's the one that can give you meaning for life. Fill you with the Holy Ghost. Cleanse your sins in a watery grave of baptism. Is there anybody here today that you need that? Oh, in the name of Jesus, why don't we stand on our feet right now? Let's lift our hands to the Lord. This altar is open. If you want to come to this altar to pray, this altar is a place of worship, but it's also the place of dying out and saying, God, here's my life. Oh, God, I give you my life. I give you all, God. Come on, the Holy Ghost is here working right now. The Holy Ghost is moving in your life right now. Come on. 
Oh, the name of Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Jesus, Jesus. Oh, come on, let's pray. Oh, come on, church. Come on, let's gather into the altar with all of our guests and our friends.